Well, good morning and welcome this morning. Welcome to New Life Church. If you're new, I'm Jeremy Smith, lead pastor here, one of the pastors on staff. Get to serve with an amazing group of folks here in this church. We thought instead of playing the app that allows you to hear rain, we would just, you know, let it actually rain. We'd act for that. Uh, as Lindsay pointed out at the beginning, if you missed that, uh, you might have seen some building materials out front that were delivered, I believe, on Friday. And so that's a huge step in the right direction. I want to just say thanks, guys, for walking through this journey with us, uh, with this experience. Uh, it's not typical, uh, but uh, uh, years ago, it would really, really, really uh, get on my nerves that we would have church and it rained inside like this. Uh, but God has done some in my heart, and <laughs> it's all good, and I'm just thankful for you that you keep showing up, and that you're a part of this church, and we welcome you today. We're honored that you're with us today. Well, listen, I, I'm excited because, one, um, I get to introduce a very today who's going to be bringing the word, and um, she's my wife, Smith. If some of you may not know her, you may. We want to welcome you online officially today if you're joining us from a distance. Uh, but I asked Kaylee uh, a little while back, um, there's a her speak, and she's, she'll share about that. But uh, I just felt like in that, that moment, I was hearing that message, and I thought, that's got to be shared here uh, with our church and family. And so we're in for a real treat because she doesn't do this like I'm, and I'm trying to uh, get her to agree to do more of these uh, bring more word to us on Sunday. But listen, will you just help me welcome my beautiful wife, Haley Smith. So the Lord knows I really like a water feature. <laughs> I was so grateful when my in-laws gave me a fountain on the back porch, and I, I, I turn it on every time I'm out there. Jeremy fixed the pump broke, and he fixed it so I could hear it. And I'm not feeling this today. So I'm going to try to focus. Lindsay said, well, you're a mom. You can focus through all of this. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to focus um, and not be nervous and all, because this is not my comfort zone at all. But I do, I did ask the Lord to help me today to minister to, I certainly don't want to waste your time. Um, my sister, many of you know, Lenise. Back in June, she asked me to record a breakout session for an online um, Dr. Lenise Reynolds. She's, she's powerful. She's prophetic. She's amazing. And for some reason, she believes in me. And so I don't tell her no. So I said, okay. And she said, it'll be a 20-minute session, and it's recorded, and it'll be a breakout session. So if people want, you know, that it'll be a choice that they can pick when we do our breakout sessions. So I never had to know to it or not, you know, I just did it. And, um, it was good for me. It was a good, good reminder to me of the Lord's faith. And I still don't really know if anybody ever listened to it or not. I hope, I hope so. I hope it touched somebody, but maybe it was just so I would do this today. Women of mastery. And that's the first thing that like threw me off. I was like, uh, how many of you, um, jack of all trades, master of none? So I was like, 
like, what am I mastering in? And so I just started meditating on the scripture reference that she gave us for the conference, and it was in 2 Corinthians 10. And I'm very familiar with verses 5 and 6. Um, I'm glad to see a lot of young people in here because you guys have my heart, and you're who I'm used to talking to and feel very comfortable talking to, make eye contact with. But, but in verses 5 and 6, vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing to captivity every thought to the obedience of God. And as a young person, that was my mantra because, you know, adult people, our brains just go all over the place. And we're like, where did that come from? And so this, the coffee beans that you smell, so you can keep smelling new things, or Texas Day Brazil, and they got all those meats, and they want you to give you, what is it, like banana or something, yeah, to taste. That was the washing, like, that cleansed my mind, saying that scripture. If you haven't, if you're a young person in here and you haven't heard me say that, I'm, I'd be very surprised, but memorize that scripture. And, and use it. And that's not even what I'm talking about today. But that was that's what I, I was familiar with. And then I went on in Second Corinthians 10, and it talked about power and authority over the enemy. And I'm like, like yep, got that. What and then Second Corinthians 10:13 in the Passion Translation, because I understand that better. I like to memorize King James but I understand the passage in translation. And who chose to limit our boasting to only the measure of work to which God has appointed us. A measure that, by the way, has reached as far as you. I'm like, I like that. I don't think I'd ever even heard that before. It was like something brand new to me. So like I said, let's break out session. And I do not know how many of you are like me, but I don't feel like I'm mastering anything. I wear a lot of hats. And even this weekend, I just started seeing all, all the unfinished projects. And well made started, like around my house, to do for other people, for me. And they're not done. And they may never, may never get done. I hope they do. I keep saying there's going to be like snow days or something, get all these things done, but that's not happened yet. So, but on the measure of work that God has appointed us, each of us, a measure, by the way, which has reached as you. In my shortcomings and inadequacies, he still allowed me to have a positive impact on others. So I started feeling humbled and grateful as I read and my story. And that's what, as weird as it is, that's what this message is called today. <laughs> my story. Uh, Jeremy was like, you have to have a title. Kaylee's asking what my, that sounds so, I don't know. I don't like it. But anyway, that's the title of it. Tony, and a few key things that God has shown me on my journey of 48 years of life, plus years of ministry, it's like three or four points because surrender and availability kind of go together, trust. And then I'm going to talk about the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to be talking to you young people, especially you young college people, you that are so overthinking a lot of things and worried about your future 
and um, it's kind of told you this for a long time, but hear me today. I was raised in a pastor's home. I'm not going to look at Dawn anymore. There we go. I was raised in a pastor's home, sir. I remember from the time I was a little girl, he would serve in ministry. Every time the opportunity arose, and he was a coal miner, a carpenter, and even an insurance salesman by trade. But in his free time, he took our family to remote Wyoming to serve in home missions. He served as an elder or a leader in every church we attended. And my parents even opened and ran nursing homes for our community about abuse and neglect of the elderly in the nursing homes. When I was in middle school, he answered the call to pastor church, and he's pastored every since. He and my mom, as well as my older sister, while I was in high school and college. I told the Lord I did not want that, and I definitely did not want to marry a pastor. So by God's keeping grace on my life, and that's a reoccurring theme for me, God's keeping grace, I surrendered my life to Jesus my junior year of high school and began to cultivate a personal relationship. And when I entered college, I had no definite plan like so many. This counselor asked me what my major was. I said, um elementary education. I had a teacher in high school who my senior year, Mr. Thompson, some of you have heard me talk about him. I'm, I'm a broken record, but he was a great teacher. And I thought, I feel like Mr. Thompson made me feel, yesterday was his birthday, by the way. I'm not stalking him on Facebook. But anyway, um, so I said elementary ed. It's amazing how little things in life that God does to prepare you, and you're not even like, you're not planning this. He has a plan. It's crazy. It's, he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. Stumbling blocks that could have derailed my purpose, relationships, but the Holy Spirit kept leading me back to surrender. Picture of Abraham's willingness to put Isaac on the altar my own precious plans I thought I couldn't live without. Those were, those were my Isaacs. And the Lord kept challenging me to put those on the altar and kept telling my heart if I would give him those things, he would, give, he would either give it back to me if it was what he wanted or he would burn it up. And he just wouldn't leave me alone. I know some of you are there. I'm not going to contact with anybody. Where you know there are things that you need to put on the altar to deal with. And the reason the Holy Spirit keeps bugging you about it is because he wants you to deal with it. A speaker is having a picture of what our lives would look like, but God had a masterpiece. Uh, that spoke to me as a young person. I was a wallflower. Um, I did not do a lot of things, but I, I liked art. I was good at art. And so that spoke to me, and I'll never, never forget it. And that was a lot of years ago. And even when I did not have the strength of friendships, God severed it on my behalf. I know I was blinded in the middle of it. And then my next point is availability. So I married the church. I served in children's ministry, our after-school program, youth ministry. 
And I also took a side job of being the church custodian. That's my little plug, Lindsay, for some of these people to help you with youth ministry. I'm not tooting my own horn because I didn't have a lot of other social opportunities (laughs) knocking down my door. I remember my 21st birthday when I was at night school and I was like, well, hmm, it's my 21st birthday. I should do some fun. And the only person home was my uncle. He didn't have cables, so we watched Lawrence Welk show on my 21st birthday. God was teaching me something at that point. So, anyway, I'm still a little bitter at my parents that, but I told them the other day. Anyway, I didn't have a lot of opportunities, and God's keeping grace on my life kept me through that. So during this time of surrender and availability, I agreed to go as a youth leader on a mission trip to the Navajo Reservation. There was a young, fiery youth leader from another group there that caught my attention. I, I remember I was up in the, um, the, the Navajo pastors. What happened was the Navajo pastors, they would hold a camp meeting and um, they would have speakers and everything there. And uh, we would do the children's ministry and the youth ministry form because there was nothing for the children and the youth. And so I'm up in the children's ministry tent and Jeremy Smith is down in the other tent. You remember this, Lindsay, I bet. And um, I got quiet. First of all, I did a Jesus cheer for the kids and I spelled Jesus wrong. So when I said, what's that spell? They were all like, we have no idea what that's. So it got quiet. <laughs> it happened. So it got quiet. And um, I, heard this, I heard this guy down in the youth tent on the microphone. He's saying, only the blood of Jesus. That's right. Only the blood. Of, and I thought, ooh, I like that. Who is that? And that's when you won my heart, honey. Even though. So over the course of the next year, he got my phone number, and the rest is history. Imagine my chagrin when he told me he was called to be a pastor. So I eventually, I eventually finished my teaching degree, and we were married and began youth ministry in Memphis. I started teaching kindergarten in the Memphis City School System, and that led to being asked to administrate the program. All of this prepared me for what God was calling, for God calling us to Jackson, Tennessee, to help my dad pastor and eventually move into the role of pastors. A series to us starting a preschool and kindergarten, that has grown into a beautiful infant through 12th grade Christian school. Surrender, availability, and a great team. Some of you are here today. (laughs) I love you guys. But but it was hard. It's been hard. Setbacks and suffering along the way. I seem to learn lessons, but two key elements have kept me through. Trust and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about trust. Everybody knows this scripture, but it's a good one. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him and he will death. Lean not to your own understanding, young people, and all of us. Thinking. Surrender, trust, and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I have always had what I considered a childlike faith. 
No one needed to use the apologetics to prove to me that God was real, that Jesus was who would do what he said he could do. I also didn't have trouble wrapping my brain around the fact that I was created on purpose for a purpose. However, trusting that I was who God said I was and that Christ in me could ever be the hope of glory, that was not anything I could fathom. My list of shortcomings, we all have them. I'll share some of mine with you. Average student, poor test scores, could not get a good grade on T. One of the easiest colleges to get into in Illinois was going to put me on academic probation if I went there. Bachelor's degree. I am underqualified and have been underqualified for every door God has faithfully opened for me. And um, um, when I married Jeremy, I love those. I love those people now. But when I went to church there, I think they thought he would missionary date it and found me on the streets of Memphis and brought me to church. And they were real worried about him because they didn't know where I came from. <laughs> and so you wouldn't believe all the women that would come up to me and be like, do you know how anointed your husband is? And I wanted so badly. Just like, no, I just think he's cute. I don't really care about any of that. Well, he looked at me and even made comments. He probably shouldn't have married me. And that was tough because I guess y'all realize by now that sheep bite. God is good. So the biggest challenge in my trust faith was that when we received the diagnosis of infertility, we um, had been trying to have children. Uh, We... We waited about six years before trying. We were in youth ministry, and I was teaching. We were around plenty of kids. And then we decided, and it was not happening. And so um, we decided to go and do the whole fertility clinic thing. Some of you do. They, they don't make any money off of you until they are able to do a procedure. But in all the testing that they did, Jeremy and I were both declared infertile, and they didn't have any procedures that could help us is basically what they told us. So they made no money off of us, and we were left trusting Jesus. And as you guys know, we have three amazing, wonderful, spirited little girls and 16-year-old, and so process. I had to surrender that desire like all of you have had to surrender desires in your own way. And we have all had our yet will I praise you seasons in our life, trusting in. So my anthem, my family's anthem, and um, I showed um, Megan this earlier in my notes, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. But that song I learned as a little girl, and it is sung at every, just about every funeral, anniversary party, birthday party, it's together. That is just our anthem. And so in that season of um, being told I couldn't have children and um, driving to school to educate and care for other people's children, and I was feeling sorry for myself, and I would have a lot of moments on the way to school crying, and I was like, I can't go into work like this, so 
that's the song I would sing to myself. And it was just the cut. It was me back on course, got my face dried up and ready to face the day. And um, so God in his goodness and faithfulness to us. And I want y'all to think about little things that he's done for you did that. I was there. I got for a, um, a baby shower gift, a cassette tape. And that's when we, <laughs> I actually had a cassette and CD player on my registry. So it worked out just fine. And I was rock eating every night. I, I was, we never had a good bedtime. Um, I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to stop tech um, because I would rock, rock her to sleep and then they'd sleep in our beds and we're just now starting to get sleep again. So happy to have her. So I just rocked her to sleep every night and, and played music. And so one night I was like, I'm going to set tape in. And on this little one came on, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. And I thought, God, you're so good. That's just the way you do things. That's just the cherry on. Um. Next one I'm going to talk about is the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I am so humbled that the creator of the universe chose me in any capacity and in utter awe that by his Holy Spirit, he's to me. My greatest joy, I was talking to, you know, Carla about this this week. My greatest joy is when he actually speaks through me prophetically to encourage, caution, and exhort a fellow believer. I just, my mind is blown that he would use me in that capacity. What a loving and faithful God we serve, even when we are not faithful. A teacher, Bible teacher, Jada Edwards uh, says this, and it's become my constant reminder. Maturity is how quickly we respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I have a staff of about 20 amazing people at our school. I'm a wife and a mother. And that quote challenges and keeps me in check. Maturity is how quickly we respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I am so human and my flesh stinks just like everyone else's. And I must have the leadership of the Holy Spirit in my life. This, this past year has been one of the most challenging years for me in relationships. Um, and the Lord keeps reminding me that we do not wrestle flesh and blood. We have one ad, we have one enemy. And it's, it's not each other. But this past challenge in that, and I, I've had to lean on the Holy Spirit like never before. Because when I get in the flesh it's not pretty that my biggest fear is that something I will say or or do will hurt a a fellow believer or especially a (sighs) non-believer so the Holy Spirit and a dear friend (laughs) because sometimes the Holy Spirit sounds a lot like my or a lot like my husband you know or a lot like the people that God has placed in our life, led me to see a counselor. Like, you need to go to counseling, basically, is what happened. So, 
and for that main purpose, I started seeing a counselor, and I do recommend the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives, especially the fruits of the Spirit. So, let me close with another testimony of how thankful I am that the Holy Spirit is speak, speaks to my heart. Because um, I pray for wisdom from the Holy Spirit almost every day. I should every day, but you know how that goes, but almost every day. So last summer, I kept getting a nudging from the Holy Spirit that I should see a dermatologist. And um, I, uh, I wrote on my desk ca- calendar, and then, you know, that, ca- that month would leave, and I'd rip that calendar off, and I'd write it on the next month, you know, make a dermatologist appointment. I did not have any, like, specific concerns about any, just this constant nudging of the Holy Spirit. And so one day I just thought, okay, fine, I'll call Jack. And they weren't taking any new patients. So ripped off, write it on the next month. And then I was just sitting in my office and the Holy Spirit wouldn't leave me alone. And so um, Tasha that works in the office next to me, I was like, hey, do you know a dermatologist? She's ah. And so I called them and made an appointment that day and went and had a body scan. Sweetest lady, if you really want to know a dermatologist, I can give you her name. I won't do it right now, but probably because I can't remember it, if you want to be honest about it. But um, I'm a little nervous. But um, so anyway, she took like a little freckle off my, and that's what it looked like to me was just a freckle. And I hadn't even ever noticed it before. And then uh, they said, just want to come in and just just clean it up a little bit. And so what she really wanted to do is tell me in person that. Sorry. I looked at Dawn again. I just love you, Dawn. <laughs> um, to tell me that I had melanoma. And, um, and to tell me the good news that we had caught it really early. And that. Um, it would just require surgery, and that she had no reason to believe that I would need to see an oncologist or have any chemo or radiation. And I thought, okay, I got this. I got this. Until I got on the phone, and phone, he was golfing with his dad, which he never really gets to do that very much. But I called him, and then I just broke down. So I'm sure I terrified him at first because I couldn't even get the words out. But um. But I'm just thankful that God did that. And, and simultaneously, believe it or not, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Like in just a, like, and um, hers was caught very early on a routine mammogram. And so hers obviously was a more extensive than mine. But thank the Lord, a few months later, we were both cancer free. And um, I'm just I'm thankful for that. And I called my sister, Lenise, to tell her about it. And she was in the grocery store, grocery store, when I call her. And it doesn't matter. She starts praising the Lord out loud anyway. And she said, Sissy, the Lord would not allow you to be ambushed. So I started trying to find the scripture reference that. Where did she get that from? She said, it's ambush. And the closest thing I could find 
was in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I think they're going to put it up here. And in this last year, I have shared the who felt like they were being ambushed or had bad reports or were going through things and to encourage them because it is encouraged as we, we all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God, you, he will screen and filter the severity test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided a way of escape that will bring. I'm so thankful for that. And I believe that. And so, Lenise called me again. And she was doing another conference and session. But this time, Sissy, it's only 10 minutes. Yes, immediately, because I don't tell her no. I didn't really feel like the Lord wanted me to do it. And so then she she tells me this one's live. (laughs) You'll know whether or not anybody comes into your, you know, your little Zoom room or whatever to hear what you have to say. see where I was on here. I felt like I needed to tell the testimony of how the Holy Spirit intervened and allowed early intervention for me on the deadliest form of skin cancer. No one would pick my breakout session. And the other part of me didn't know if my self-esteem could handle it if nobody picked my breakout session. So when the sessions opened, this was just a few weeks ago, no one came. So I just started praying to myself that the other sessions would minister to the ladies attending. And then one lady about my age showed up. Hearing how the Holy Spirit prompted me to go to the dermatologist. And she started crying and thanking the Lord quietly. So I got emotional as well because that's what I do. And at the end, she shared with me that she had a place on her face that she had been concerned about and that she had asked the Holy Spirit to confirm to her if she needed to have it looked at. If you drink, you can't cry. We don't have to have a large platform to make a difference. The Lord had me, he was talking to me last Sunday and I asked Lindsay for the microphone because I felt like I was supposed to share it. She's like, you want the microphone? I was like, yes, I want the microphone. Just give me the microphone. You know, you know I have to do this and I don't want to. You know, he, he shared with me and I shared with the church. We didn't have to go to the mountaintop to find him. We didn't have to steal away to the valley but that he was going to be with us in our ordinary, everyday, mundane and also in our hard to swallow, excruciating times. He was coming to us. That's what he does. And so I know there are some of you here that are being like, well, I know Lenny said God would never let us be ambushed, but I feel ambushed. I've been ambushed. And I've shared even that scripture of 1 Corinthians 10, 13 with people who I felt were being ambushed. 
and the outcome did not feel victorious. But if you feel like the ceilings are brass today, you're not going anywhere. Or if you feel like I don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, I want to pray for you today. Because like I said in my 10-minute breakout session, you know, be like Samuel and say, here am I, Lord. Speak to me. I'm listening. Is listening. And I, I will tell you that a faithful God will speak to your heart, your direction. Surrender. Avail trust. And thank God for the voice of the Holy Spirit and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. If you are still breathing, today there is a way of escape and God will bring you out victoriously so I want to pray for you let's bow our heads oh father God I am so glad I learned to teach me every day to trust you God because you have proven yourself faithful or and or But, Lord, I lift up my brothers and sisters here and the ones watching online, Father, that need to see victory in their lives, that may feel ambushed. And, God, and I lift up my brothers and sisters to you today, God, that need and desire to hear your Holy Spirit. And I just thank you for an open heaven over their lives, God, that they would know that you hear their prayers and they would see a work done in their life, God. Thank you, Lord, for my sweet sister Becky over here that shared a word with me that I needed and saw all come to fruition, God. Lord, help all of us, Lord, and begin to encourage each other. And God, I just thank you. I thank you in advance. I praise you and I thank you this week, God, for answered prayers, for ways being made where there seemed to be no way, God. Agreement with everyone here right now, God. That you hear their hearts cry will rescue and you will answer because you are faithful and you are good. So today, God, we surrender. This is your part, everyone. Talk to him. We surrender, God, Father, and we trust you. Speak to us, God. We're listening. Thank you, Lord.